Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of my podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. I have to start this week with a massive thank you because in the last few days, the podcast has gone through the 5,000 download mark which is something that has blown me away. I hadn't realised we were at that volume. And uh, it was a target maybe that I had for the 50th episode, which will be coming up shortly. Um, But to get that a few weeks in advance is just fantastic. And that's testament to you who perhaps tune in every week. Um, Or if this is your first time visiting the podcast, I hope you enjoy it. Um, As the title of it suggests, Every week, it's an opportunity to take some time out, some time for you to think, reflect, and maybe get a few little insights uh, and nuggets of wisdom in the areas of business and personal development. This week's topic is inspired by an article I read recently, or actually two contradictory contradictory articles that I read recently, where uh, one had the theme of recommending saying yes more frequently, And another one was all about saying no with more purpose. And I had to smile to myself because I knew sort of where they were coming from. But it seemed to be a a contradictory um, uh, approach. So this week's episode is all about getting some clarity around when is it useful to say yes a bit more? And when is it useful to perhaps say no a bit more purposefully as well? Because when we're busy people, it's all about trade-offs and it's all about saying yes and saying no. And I'm going to share my thoughts and insights on that with you. So I hope you find it useful. When I work with people either individually or in group workshops on topics such as time management or organisational skills, I always emphasise that in these days of constant connection and never-ending to-do lists, when it comes to managing our time and our energy and our focus, there's always going to be trade-offs. And it's always useful to have clarity around what am I saying yes to and what am I saying no to so that our decision making can be a little bit more clear and a little bit more deliberate, let's say. You know, so if you're saying yes to staying in work until 7.30, what are you saying no to? Maybe dinner with the children. Or if you're saying yes to an extra hour in bed in the morning, what are you saying no to? Well, maybe an easier commute because I'm going to be stuck in traffic now. So when it comes to how we're managing our time, the key is to be fully aware or as aware as we can be of the decisions we're making, the trade-offs, the opportunity costs, the the long-term consequences of our actions. Only recently I was reading a piece of research that looked at modern trends when it comes to soft skills. Now, soft skills is an area where I'm fairly expert, you know, sort of touchy-feely stuff, as it were, leadership, communication skills, etc. But one of the modern trends with uh, soft skills is around focus mastery, Um, maybe a bit like the artist Prince, you know, formerly known as Prince. Focus mastery perhaps was formerly known as time management or organisational skills. But if you think about what, what is focus, focus is about having less thoughts. And in recent times with technology and societal changes, uh, there's been some challenges in that area. So like if you go back a few decades and you think of the world of work, it was so much easier to identify tasks and to work on them and to see that particular task through to completion. Uh, In the last few decades, multitasking is a common phrase or a common um, everyday, you know, it's part of normal everyday work now, uh, multitasking. We've several plates spinning in the air at the one time. 
But in recent years, maybe only in the last five or six years, we've drifted from multitasking into continuous partial attention. And that's something that technology has driven. Even if you look at your habit, maybe of watching television at nighttime, you have the television on, you might be holding a conversation with someone and you're also scanning the web on your phone continuous partial attention. And as I say, that brings its own challenges when we're looking at what we're saying yes to and what we're saying no to. Um, and if we have more consciousness in this area, and I always think that's one of the themes across my weekly podcast, is just more consciousness. So I'm more informed or I'm more aware of choices that I'm making. If we have more consciousness in this area, well, then we're simply going to feel a little bit more in control and with feelings of control come, comes a greater sense of confidence and empowerment. A few years ago, I read a terrific book by the comedian Danny Wallace. It was called Yes Man. And if you're looking for a good laugh out loud book, uh, look no further than it. I'm sure it's still widely available. I'm sure it's certainly available online as well. Yes Man by Danny Wallace. Now, the premise of this book, it was a very basic premise, but it was over the course of a year, Danny Wallace had the intention of saying yes to every request and invitation that came his way. And I have to tell you, it was quite hilarious because he was saying yes to even those emails, you know, that come from some ambassador that has died and has left you their their fortune. And uh, without a doubt, you know, the book illustrates that our lives are richer when we say yes to opportunities and possibilities that life presents to us. Um, of course, I would put in there the caveat as well. We're not going to lose the run of ourselves, particularly when it comes to those sort of emails. You know, common sense uh, should still, um, you know, should still apply. Um, but it, it exaggerated a point. And uh, towards the end of the book, he said his life was far richer and more fulfilled because he was saying yes when perhaps the habit was to say no. Uh, many of you will have heard as well of the um, uh, the American business lady and author and speaker Sheryl Sandberg, uh, and her book Lean In. You know she speaks about how women in particular have a tendency to hold themselves back. You know hence her rallying call to lean in, which I think is a great phrase. You know you're moving towards something, you're putting a bit of effort into something, and I always equate this with the concept of comfort zone. You know something I speak about quite frequently with audiences. As humans, we're habit-forming creatures. We form comfort zones wherever we can because it simply makes life easier. All our behavioural and attitudinal habits reside in our comfort zones. And of course, the only way to expand our comfort zones is acting in spite of feeling a bit nervous or anxious uh, and by getting curious about what's beyond the border of our comfort zone and that great big blue ocean of opportunity and potential. So oftentimes we simply take a deep breath and say yes and show a bit of courage and show up and try something different and if we're looking at how would i say it the the the, the quality that maybe we're asked to tap into when we're trying to say yes to more opportunities or trying to say yes to life it's often about moving out of that sense of feeling stuck in a rut and being a little bit braver or a little bit more courageous just to try something different because i think as we mature and as we get older it's so easy to, I suppose, equate laziness with not pushing comfort zone. And whilst we have developed preferences and we know what works for us, um, it's, it's like recently I was very clear that I was saying no to an invitation to a 21st birthday party because those days are gone. Um, uh, if I'm saying no to that, what am I saying yes to? You know, a higher priority for me. But it's a slippery slope because we can find our comfort zones will calcify into a rut 
if we're not aware that sometimes it's useful to say yes, if I put it that way. One of the practices that I found really helpful when it comes to seizing opportunities, saying yes to life, pushing comfort zone, is to actually list those occasions where I've said yes as opposed to saying no. Now, I don't do that in, um, how would I say it, a very prescripted way, but it's something that I did for many years, and I stopped it about 10 years or so ago, and I sort of regret that when I look back on it now. So what I used to do at the beginning of the year, and I'd say I've done it this year, is, you know, let me identify 20 times, you know, or 20 occasions where I've pushed comfort zone, where I've said yes, as opposed to taking the easy option and just saying no. And uh, I'm a great one for list making, as you note. Know. So I went back through uh, some Word documents that I had in this area. And back in 2005, you know, the opportunity came along and I said yes to um, uh, doing a trapeze. Um, I said yes to attending a particular concert that perhaps I wouldn't have gone to before. I said yes to go um, uh, uh, diving, um, deep sea diving. Um, and their experiences that maybe scared me a little bit at the time, but I got so much fun and enjoyment and I won't even say sense of achievement, but I felt really proud of myself afterwards. And it wasn't that I prescripted them. You know, it wasn't that I planned to do those things, but the opportunity came along to do them. And it's like, oh, I'll give this a go. And then after a while, if you know you're recording that, you're making, you're building momentum with it. So it's almost like, oh, that opportunity is coming up. And if I say yes to that, we'll have something to, to, to slot in on my list. And as I mentioned in a previous podcast recently, when I do in the last few years, when I've reflected on, you know, the year gone by, uh, which is something I tend to do around Christmas time or between Christmas and New Year, uh, you know, one of the questions I often ask or ponder is, you know, what risks did I take or what chances did I take? And in the last few years, there hasn't been many, you know, whilst other questions can be answered much more robustly, that's one I'm a bit embarrassed by because maybe I've become a bit too risk adverse. And as I say, it's not about being, um, you know, foolish here, but life, I think, is always presenting opportunities to us. And sometimes we just need a little bit more courage to say yes to them. And if that's something that we want to do with more consciousness, well, then maybe it's nice to note it as well so we can note our own progress. Like anything, if you want to... Um, um, manage it more you do need to measure it a little and that's why it's useful just to take note of it so the little tip for you on that one is maybe I'll just dust down a little word document or I'll use a notebook and I'll record in it those times and those occasions where I can try something new with that beginner sort of mindset and it's how we learn and grow and expand and ultimately say yes to life now so that's the saying yes bit let's look at the other side of the coin and explore more the concept of saying no with more purpose you know it's easy to say no to requests on our time and energy when we're a little bit clearer as to what's important to us and what we want to say yes to that old trade-off but if we're seeking to place our own self-care and well-being higher on our own agenda this usually means saying no more frequently to other people's urgencies or other people's demands and this is not about being selfish, but it's just about recalibrating, I often say, because most of us, you know, operate from a place of people pleasing. And to some extent, there's nothing wrong with that. It's great to be approachable and friendly and helpful. But of course, too much of anything is not so good. And then, you know, unfortunately, there are people who perhaps could be labeled takers and they will, you know, not 
I suppose, take advantage of, of people who are naturally givers. And one of the things that I found, one of the many joys about being in my 40s is that, you know, I sort of know my own mind and I know what I like and I know what I don't like and I know what works for me and I know what doesn't work for me. And somehow it's easier to feel legitimate when you're saying no to requests or invitations without having to explain or justify the reasons why it's just like a simple no. Uh, on the inside, of course, if I'm saying no to a request, I do want to be a little bit clear as to what I'm saying yes to, uh, as I've mentioned already. And one of the things that I'm aware of now in 2020 is I want to make sure I'm not just saying yes to the easy option or to laziness, um, you know, which is back to that trade-off piece again. But for me, the, the key difference is we say yes to life, but we sometimes have to say no more purposefully when it comes to um, managing our own resources, as it were, and fueling our own souls, uh, because we can, you know, spend all time, uh, you know, trying to be all things to all people, uh, and maybe um, uh, falling short when it comes to fueling ourselves or what's important to us. Um, I'm a great fan of the writer Elizabeth Gilbert. You might be aware of her from, as the author of that uh, great book, Eat, Pray, Love, which of course was turned into the movie with Julia Roberts. And I follow her on social media and on Instagram in particular. And she turned 50 uh, just at the end of 2019, I think. And she spoke about at the age of 40, how she learned to say no. And I'm thinking, I'm with you on that one. And then she said, turning 50, she's found really interesting and liberating because she's actually getting a perverse pleasure from saying no. And I'm thinking, bring that on because I've that milestone birthday coming up later this year. And that's an interesting way of looking at it. It's not about being, you know, saying no from a place of being lazy or being stuck in a rut, but you're saying no to demands where maybe you're really saying yes to uh, your commitment to yourself. And that's something that I've explored in, in past episodes when it comes to work-life balance, because often work-life balance is really about balancing the commitments you have to yourself and the commitments you have to others. So let me give you one or two examples of where I say no with a little bit more purpose or consciousness. You know, my work-life balance is important to me. It's something that I'm constantly working on, as it were. Um, and, and, and that's always the case with work-life balance. You know, it's never a done deal. It's often a moment-by-moment decision-making process. But because it's important to me, I say no to the majority of requests that I get to speak or at events at a weekend. You know, so there are the occasions where I will be working on a Saturday, very rarely on a Sunday, uh, client facing. The nature of the game is sometimes conferences take place at weekends and I make the exception for some of those. But if I have a client saying, oh James, I'm busy all week and uh, could I meet with you on a Saturday? The answer is no, because I'm saying yes to family time and downtime on a Saturday. So by saying no to these requests, I'm saying yes to simple personal life priorities. And if we then look at this from, say, a marketing or a businessy type perspective, you know, anyone who's studied marketing will know that you cannot be all things to all people, although sometimes we try. Um, and I've said no to sometimes lucrative pieces of business because I felt I simply wouldn't enjoy the work. And, um, you know, financial remuneration, uh, I view as a reward, not as compensation. Now, that might be a play with words, 
you know, because salary is compensation, but it shouldn't be compensation for having to endure something I don't want to endure. And that's also relevant when we're looking at what we're saying yes to and what we're saying no to. Um, you know, I say no to people I don't want to work with because I want to devote the time and the resources I have to the people I do want to work with and uh, people who fall within my definition of ideal client and where I know I'll have maximum impact and where it'll be a win-win scenario. Because with the nature of my work, sometimes people are not able to receive it and that's no reflection on them. It's just the way things are. So that's also relevant when it comes to what we're saying yes to and what we're saying no to. And I just thought I'd share those with you as well because it's easy to look at a concept like saying yes and saying no at a, at a higher level or at an oblique level but it's nice to have a few practical examples and there's some that I use in my own life and in my own working life and perhaps it's triggered one or two things for you as well. Uh, so there are times when saying yes of course enriches our lives, we're seizing new opportunities, we're stepping outside of comfort zone, we're learning something new, we're growing, we're expanding. No, but equally then there are times when saying no serves us best because we're actually really saying no to, or we're actually really saying yes then to something that's of more importance to us. And without being pedantic in this area, you know, there are still those times when we're going to say maybe or perhaps and that's our prerogative as well. So I hope you found my musings on this topic this week uh, valuable. As I say, it was inspired by two uh, on the surface, conflicting articles about saying yes and saying no. But when we break it down, it does come down to consciousness around trade-offs. And for me, it's saying yes to the opportunities of life and pushing comfort zone. But it's also saying no so that I'm able to achieve perhaps a more equitable work-life balance and I have more certainty around what, what fuels me and what fulfills me. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, thanks again for contributing to the success of this podcast and the, the milestone that I've reached of 5,000, which is fantastic. Um, uh, for many of you listening, of course, have attended my uh, annual flagship workshop, SOAR, that took place in the Westbury Hotel back at the end of January. If you haven't seen it already, it's on social media and it's also on my website, the little highlights video. So if it's something that you might be interested in attending next year, you can get a flavour of it. The highlights video of that has just gone up. And hot off the press, the date for next January's is the 14th of January 2021. But that's too far away to even contemplate at this stage. So thanks again for tuning in and until next week.